Hello, my friends. I hope my voice finds you happy and healthy during what is an incredible time in the world. Um, don't want to ignore what's happening out there, but want to talk a little bit about some stuff I've been reflecting on. And um, if you listen to this podcast and you're an avid follower of it, thank you. But secondly, you'll know what this is, which is a, a series that I like to call This One Hurt. If I had a wacky sound effect, I would put it in there now. But This One Hurt is about talking about some of the experiences I've had personally in growing companies, um, good, bad and indifferent, some experience over and reflections from some friends and some mentors and basically asking this question, how can I share with you one specific lesson that I've had or one specific experience that will save you years and years of pain as well as tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in not having to do things that um, just basically don't work. And in this episode, I want to talk a little bit around culture because culture is a big buzzword um, and has been for the last you know, decade or since the industrial age. We're talking about how do we become great employers? How do we curate environments where people are happy that there's all the things that make someone who's working for us feel comfortable, feel safe, perform well, find happiness within our organisations. Now, early on and I want to take a step back quickly because I read a book very, very early on. It would have been just as I was finishing high school and it was a book by Ricardo Semler who was basically if you, you read um, his bio or you jump on the net, he, he was given a company called Semco by his Brazilian father and it was a traditionally run um, industrial type business and he had been educated and read some things and one of the one of the conditions of taking over the company to his father, he said, I wanted full control, which it was a big company at the time. And he went in there and basically day one sacked the whole board, which were a whole bunch of his dad's friends. And he had this idea that he wanted to change the way people work. Some of the traditional experiences of a working environment are not what he believed. And he was he was well educated and he wrote a book called Maverick. And then he wrote a book called The Seven Day Weekend, which is what I read when I was finishing up in high school. Well and truly before thinking I would be a business owner, my goal was to, I wanted to actually be a CEO, which was, I didn't really know what that was. I just wanted to be the boss, which, you know, let's, let's worry about, we'll interview a psychiatrist or a psychologist <laughs> at some time and we'll talk through why that might have been the goal or whether I'm just an egomaniac. But when I read this book, The Seven Day Weekend, some of the ideas around what should a company be doing for their employers, employees? What should a company or how should a company look at work? Should the ultimate um, goal of a company just be growth or should we be limiting growth? Should we be providing different ways of working, different ways of thinking and all this stuff? And why this book was very interesting because Ricardo, after he took over this company, Semco went through this huge growth. And I think, I, you know, it's just top of my mind, I think it did about over the next decade, almost a tenfold growth. And he's written some more books and he's had some great TED Talks and things like that, which you can look online. But this whole idea made a big impression on me um, at that stage when I was, you know, 16 or 17, thinking, well, maybe there is a different way of doing things. So I've been pretty fascinated with culture and you know, happiness within cultures and how to get 
I guess, people performing in an environment where they don't feel like it's work, that they feel like they're enjoying and getting fulfillment and all these sort of things. Now, particularly in some of my earlier companies, we really tried to curate this up until a point that, you know, <laughs> I mean, we had one company where basically every single day we would shut all the phones, lock the door, turn the lights off, and everyone would do group meditations for 30 to 45 minutes. You know, you could imagine 20 people in there lying down with blankets on the floor in the office and just meditating. We'd put guided meditations on and things like that. We would run um, every Friday. We would take half a day off for everyone and everyone would sit and be required to work on their personal goals. And part of their performance in our company was making sure that they would get personal performance in terms of they hadn't forgotten about what's their true goals in life and what did they really want to do to be experienced to make sure that no one I guess lost focus of what the things that made them happy in life so we did all these things and we experimented with different things and we tried a lot of things and what I learned from that period was and I, and, and it, I guess there's a there's a few little caveats I want to talk about here at the time we had a very young culture in terms of people were just young as in they were their first or second jobs they were straight if not finishing uni in uni because you know at that stage particularly where some of these experiments were happening was in that digital marketing um, agency we had and things like that so what we found was we were probably over curating some of the things that um, were non-traditional in trying to create a culture and this was you know also when there was a sort of big tech and social media boom. So a lot of these um, flavours of what a good culture was was around, you know, ping pong tables and, and all that sort of stuff. And listen, some of it still <laughs> seeped its way through because we still have pinball machines in our offices and things like that. But that's probably more driven by me and, and just, you know, listen, I like pinball machines. So I'm a, what I would say, a early collector of pinball machines but at the time when we had them in the other offices we had things that were just trying to I guess create an environment where people really it felt casual but good and one of the I guess the great things that happened by curating that sort of environment is people did work hard people did have a lot of loyalty people did you know when, when work needed to be done, people were there. We were even sort of anti-working hours. It was like, hey, this is the job you're here to do. We're not going to be looking for half an hour here, half an hour there. The job's there to do, do the job. If you feel you're overwhelmed, then we'll talk about it. But if you feel like you need more work, let's talk about it. So we did some things that were experimental and worked really well, to be honest, in hindsight. But what we found as we started getting bigger as a company and people were still, it was a young culture, is if you've never experienced anything else, it's very difficult if this is the first experience you've had as a culture. And there's two things that happen. First of all, you might not really appreciate it, which is fair, that you think it's the norm of how a working environment is, like, oh yeah, it's just normal that we take half a day off every week to just work on our personal goals and that our bosses, you know, encourage us to do that and, and force us to make sure that we're finding happiness in our life. 
it's normal that we're you know meditating every day and all these sort of things but the one thing that was surprising also is it's not necessarily positive for everyone in an environment to be doing that because if you can imagine we literally shut the office down in the middle of the day for half an hour 45 minutes phones computers and all that if you're starting to get a real rhythm going at work that it doesn't necessarily match to everyone's daily rhythms of what they need to go out so having some of these habits in there can cause stress for other people you know if people are looking to knock something out or need to you know get some stuff going so it's not that these weren't um issues that could have that can't be easily rectified but there's a lot of things that pop up in any culture regardless of how free thinking you are and as i said it's it's easy to fix and address because that's part of it is addressing it as these things go up but it's just understanding that first of all what is the culture of a company and what should the culture of a company be for your specific business because this doesn't work for everyone and it needs to align with your brand and your brand being who are the type of people that are working for you and what is the type of industry and what do you want to feel when you're at work because it also the culture is going to attract other types of people that fit that culture and what we're finding we found at that time is we were getting a lot of great people but really when we wanted to grow the business up we needed some a new level of maturity and we needed people that probably didn't liked parts of the culture that we were doing but also found parts of it was like you know what this is this is not really for us and what we found is we needed to probably evolve too that we'd gone too far down the finding happiness at all costs but there's a whole lot of things that come with that that you have to be aware of and you need to make sure you're focused on so i think the idea and where we evolve from that is that culture for us now in our companies is around people enjoying working together to achieve goals rather than it's all about just your personal happiness and the business is secondary and it's not that you can't run a good business like that but we found personally that we prefer to be in an environment where people are there because they want to achieve a common goal which is generally aligned with that business when we find that people are using um, the business to create all their happiness there's a lot of things that probably need to be addressed in their life and that there's things that the business is probably helping them hide or not allowing them to confront personally so for us we've made a fairly significant shift to how do we provide a company that's fun to work with that's got great people that are supportive teams but the culture is about coming together and wanting to solve problems and win not come to a business because it's got a ping pong table and pizza fridays or whatever it is because it's not the right fit for the type of companies we go or we build now and so if you're someone who's there and you're worried about your culture start from a point of view of first of all is it a good place to work regardless of what the work is but it is a good place so is there anything i can do to make the environment better 
It doesn't mean you have to go and grab pinball machines or things like that, but just generally. Sometimes it's actually nice just to clean an environment out. And, you know, as a quick sub uh, tactic, Alana and I for six months had a little experiment that every day we walked into the office when we were feeling like it wasn't going the way we wanted and we would remove one thing that didn't fit there anymore for the vision of the company we wanted to have in the future. So every day we'd walk in and go, look around, look at the room and go, what's one thing that doesn't fit here for the business that we want to grow? We'd see it and we'd remove it. And after you do that for, you know, 60 days in a row, you start to get some, to some bigger qu- questions which is really does that person fit there or does that product fit there or does that whole environment. It was a nice little exercise for us for about six months is every day finding something that didn't fit in the business. But as a side, if you're in a company or you're running a culture and you're trying to work out is this a good place to work, really work out what is the culture for you and don't get sucked in by the modern day you need to have, you know, Nerf guns sitting there and pinball machines and um, pizza Fridays and all that. Think about this is the company, this is what we're trying to achieve together and what would create an environment where people want to achieve together and then you can start layering on the things that are specific for your business and the good thing about that is when you start getting bigger, you'll be able to evolve that naturally because hopefully you'll get a few people that have bought into the vision of what you're trying to build and they'll they'll start to become part of the culture, the way that you should treat customers, the way you should treat employees the way you should treat the brand and the company because culture evolves and it will continually evolve and you'll get to a point where you'll start to have to put effort into really defining that and putting some mechanisms into keep culture as you start getting bigger and bigger to make sure people are culturally inducted into your company but particularly in the early stages make sure you don't over curate it or create essentially an artificial just bullshit culture At the start, it should be people wanting to come in, wanting to work hard and wanting to achieve a goal together. If you can get that right at the start, you'll have more resources, more input and more of the right type of people to help you define what that is and then build upon that in the future. So don't get overly worked up before your first 10 employees. Focus on a culture of people who want to be in there, work together, support each other and win. If you get that right, you've got a great foundation to really define what the culture will be as you start scaling up and getting bigger and more successful. That one was one that cost us many, many, many thousands of dollars and a lot of time. In saying that, we did have a really good time and they're some of the best memories we've had in business. But going forward for a company that needs to accelerate faster, there were tweaks that we've learned and as I said before, for the first 10, 15, 20 employees, find people that want to work hard, that enjoy working with others, that work well as teams and have a culture of success by achieving and then define what that looks like going forward. Hope that helps and um, good luck with... uh, growing your company faster every day. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.